listener, I bid thee welcome to Life in Trash, a podcast. Greetings and salutations one and all and welcome back to Life is Trash, the podcast equivalent of an acid trip if acid trips were witheringly boring and aggressively unsexy. And as ever, we'll be taking a pretty bloody rollicking sideways look at the world of esoteric, obscure, and downright terrible pop. <laughs> I am your host, Mother Goose Lawrence Tucker, and I am joined as ever by my co-host and platonic life partner, Humpty Dumpty ass motherfucker, Johnny Owens. Welcome to my gander reveal party. Ah, oh, that was all right, actually. Fair enough. Oh. <laughs> That's going to be one of your pun limits, but uh, I respect it. Worth it. Uh, and our guests returning once more to the grindstone for this special double-digit episode. We're up to number 10. Are, as ever, gingerbread boy Eddie McKenzie and talking donkey Rach Leonard. Hello, Eddie. Hello, Rach. <laughs> Not my gumdrop buttons! Oh no! <laughs> You're a monster. Toxic. <laughs> I can only apologise for for giving Eddie this moniker because I didn't realise what was going to happen. I think <laughs> in my heart of hearts, I probably could have figured it out. We've consumed so much Shrek-based media over the last couple of days. Well, I was I was going to ask Johnny how how have you has your has your frail little mind managed to recover from playing Shrek Extra Large on GameCube last night? No, I was playing it for the last six hours, and you know that. So Johnny, leave me alone. You have to stop. Uh, how about you, Rach? Has your frail little body recovered from shooting our film? Ooh, just about. Have you noticed that I've, what I've done there is a special little plug for our film, what's coming out in two days. Huh? Oh, tell me more. This will never be edited in time. But <laughs> uh. Rach and I done a film for, uh, for the Southside Fringe, Plugged and Wired, which isn't as sexy as it sounds. But um, No one get, ever told me about it. You're getting told now, Johnny. We've done a film. It's called An Evening with Stéphane Mulgoire and Friends. And it's about a folk singer character. What I do uh, on the on the on the internet. Oh, I'm not I'm not going to watch it, guys. Sorry, uh, that's probably a good move. I'm done. Well, I mean, you, you say that, but uh, we're very proud of it, and Rachel's very I'm, good in it. Of course, I'll watch it. My God. So what else can... are you going to do? Play Shrek? How about you, Eddie? Is your frail little heart recovered from accidentally drowning that boy? Oh, just about. Uh, well, socks are still a bit wet. It's been a tough three days, but I'm glad you've pulled through. I mean, uh, you know, what can you do? You've just got to soldier on. One day soldier at a time. Soldier on. For three days, and then it's done. <laughs> hold, hold your head high. Ignore the front door. Well, that's the um, opposite of what you did to the boy, of course. Well, you, held, of course you, held his, you held his head very low. Well, under, under your foot in a puddle. <laughs> uh, right, well... That's the, the banter portion, <laughs> succinctly dealt with. Johnny, it's done! <laughs> no fine. more banter. Fine, fine, fine. No, I'm, I'm just going to say... He says um, fine. Just it better not going. be banterous, Johnny! It better not be banter! This better be totally humorless, It's better be sincere! Absolutely without whimsy. <laughs> Go on. Right, 
Let's get over with this humorless bullshit. Let's do this. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, so um, after that incredible rudeness from Johnny, once more, we will be bucking enthusiastically against the weed-laden lady garden that is Moon Cursed. A very shit book indeed. I'm so, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm running out of descriptors for it. So I'm going literal. Uh, but it's, it's a book about, uh, we think, having sex with Nessie. We're ten chapters in now and we haven't had a lick of uh, Rumpy Pumpy yet. But maybe this is the chapter to change that. You always say that and then there's nothing. <laughs> Rach is hanging on by a thread. <laughs> Never he's got a little claws poised. He's like, this is the time. <laughs> this is the time I'm getting me tooed. <laughs> so, with the limited time we have left in this Zoom call, Eddie, would you like to give us a recap of what happened in Chapter 9? Get three minutes, go. Um... She um she got knocked out and then she she was getting dragged Who's away. She, Eddie? This is dreadful. <laughs> um Daniels, Kristen Daniels. Kristen Daniels. The, the star of the show got um assaulted yes. and kidnapped, and then no. Lover Boy. <laughs> yeah, she was getting dragged away to sea, and then Lover Boy was horse. Was she not? She was getting dragged to the lock. I don't think she got dragged. I think she just got knocked out and then Liam... It bonked in the noggin. She got conked on the noggin, yeah. I, I thought she got put in the water because she was wet. I don't think that's why she was wet, Eddie. <laughs> um, Horseface McLoverboy took her inside and... This, re- this, this recap, Eddie, I've got, I've got to interrupt again. This recap is for people who haven't listened to the previous episode. <laughs> Horseface McLoverboy is going to make so little sense. <laughs> okay, there's a guy, there's a guy in the village who's a, who's not a horse, he, but we think he's a horse. <laughs> he's called Liam. He's called Liam. Liam. Yeah. I'm a horse. It's been so long. I don't remember. <laughs> um, and he took her indoors, and she had a sleep, even though she shouldn't have because concussion and. He helped himself to some tea. He they kissed had... her awake every half hour. Oh yeah, he was. She was like, "Oh, you have to kiss me awake." And... No, 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 no. She wasn't like that. He was like that. He insisted. Listen, oh, I've blocked it all out. You clearly have. Um, I've chosen the wrong person. Rach, do you want to give me a recap? Please. Right, <laughs> uh, she got Chris and Daniels got conked in the noggin. Um, Liam, who's not horse, carried her back to I think her B and B. And yeah, she concussion, but she still went to sleep and he promised to kiss her awake every hour without her consent. He like dragged these big lips over her face. It was very, very strange. He made her a cup of tea. And when she woke up, he was gone and she gaslighted herself, thinking that maybe she'd made it all up. Fucking simple as that, Eddie. Eight points to reach. (laughs) Mine had character and spunk. (laughs) Fuck your spunk, Eddie. Okay, then in that case, we we dutifully march onward into chapter 10 of Moon Cursed. Now, I enjoy a chapter subtitle, but we are so rarely given one by Laurie Handland that uh, we have to make up our own. So I think it's Johnny's go. Johnny, chapter 10. Give me a subtitle. Um, 
What was the last chapter of subtitle? Dingle Diddler by Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> Dongle Doddler by Johnny. Oh. We've taken on a new pattern. Okay, we're just doing straight up nonsense words, aren't we? <laughs> Uh, yeah, with, with dongle doddler, or do you want to try again, Johnny? Commit. I mean, I can, I, yeah, I can, I can. Like, I'm, if, you, if you're happy I'm, with dongle doddler, that's where I'm, we'll go. No, I'm, 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 no, I'm not. To be perfectly honest, I'm, I'm struggling with my imagination at the moment. Um, then we'll stick with dongle doddler, and that will be indelibly marked on your comedic record for all time. <laughs> Johnny Owens, creator of <laughs> Dongle Doddler. <laughs> All right. Uh, in that case, the last bit of admin to sweep up under the mucky little rug is the Wheel of Voices, which is a series of voices what we have pre-picked before uh, we started this, each assigned a numerical number. When a new character is introduced, I will do that voice for that character forevermore because there are a million and five in this book. <laughs> um, I suppose that's kind of it. Then that's everything out of the way, right? We are we are fine. We are a okay. We're green lit to proceed into chapter ten of Moon Cursed. Dongle dot dongle. I've got to put dramatic music after this, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Beckett. Like, Beckett would be proud. Just just call <laughs> it Doctor Dog. <laughs> Dr. Dongler, and be done with it. No, Johnny, we're sticking with the first one. First Dongle Doddler! Chapter 10 of Moon, Moon Cursed. Dongle Doddler. myself for this. Yeah, no, we all <laughs> join in that sentiment. Oh, dear. <clears throat> After a long hot shower that eased the worst of her aches, Chris quickly checked her email and discovered among the usual advertisements to either enlarge a penis she didn't have, or buy drugs she didn't want, a message from Lola. No punctuation. Starting off on a, on a high there. There's mm -hmm. literally no punctuation in that paragraph. There's a full stop wow. at the end, and that's it. So I feel like Laurie is in a similar place to where we are tonight, and that is just a recipe for disaster. <laughs> so a message from Lola came through in her email. Uh, all in caps. No one's called. No one's been by. Chris wasn't sure if she should be glad about that or not. She'd like an explanation. Then again. Having someone ask for her in Chicago, then show up here. Pretty damn creepy. Most likely, the questions around the village had been innocent. Probably a closet writer who wanted to discover how to get published and figured that Chris knew the secret handshake. Sorry. Half a page in, I've, I've no clue what's going on. What is happening? <laughs> so she, she thinks that the person that's 
flown from Chicago to follow around on the jocket is a wannabe writer and thinks of oh, I follow this mad bitch about I'll learn the secret handshake. Either that or she thinks that someone in Chicago is asking about it and a completely different person is asking about it in Somebody from Chicago would follow you to Inverness. <laughs> yes then. Yeah. I mean clearly Laurie Handlin has been published, you know professionally with very minimal effort so she has no idea about the process that goes into it it's like <laughs> margaret thatcher thinking a, a pint of milk costs five quid or something yeah. it's it's like that <clears throat> she heard that happened all the time oh yeah cool why Great. not although after the attack last night she shouldn't take any chances i'm still I'm so confused. I, 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 I don't know what's happening. Is what is is Lola's email in response to the person following her, or was that just randomly out the blue? I don't know. I like, don't has think she it contacted Lola. I don't think so. Let I think I mean, the best like... thing best thing to do is just bury it as we would our scat in the wilderness, <laughs> and we'll Clever move on. One. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Stiff yeah. upper lip, brackets face. Chris walked towards Drocket. She would tell her story to Alan Mack, then let the constable deal with it. She would also go to the bank and swap Mandenauer's Franklins for some QE2s. Pardon? What? <laughs> what if... Nobody right. calls them that. I assume Frank, Frank Franklin's is, is going to be some kind Benjamin of dollar amount. Franklin. Benjamin yeah. Franklin. Franklin. Yeah, but you, you'd call but them you Benjamins, call them wouldn't you? You call them yeah, Benjamin Franklin. Franklin's. Yeah. What the hell is wrong with this woman on every front? What? QE2? <laughs> Some ships? Yeah, what? right? I mean, what, wait, unless, unless it's QE2, she's going to get them all changed into pound coins. So the Queen's face is on every single bit of them. She's literally yeah. only on pound. Oh, well, no, she's not supposed to. Oh, yeah, no, no, she's, yeah that, that's what I was going to say. She, she's, not on the, she's not on every single note. Isn't she on the back of every note? Yeah, I, she, I have not looked. I've not looked at a physical no, currency no, in not, like a year. Uh, so. Not on all of them. Know. I don't think. Well, not on yeah, Scottish yeah. ones, perhaps. But no, I think, not on, on, Scottish on, the, ones, I think yeah. on the English ones, she yeah. at, the, at the point of writing, I think she was on the English sure. ones. She's on every bloody note. On, but this is in most, Scotland, of course. Yeah, this is in Scotland, where in like most Scottish notes just have otters on them, and that's yeah. it. No. Kristen is going to go to the bank. Yes, Kristen's going to go to the <laughs> bank. What a, what a day. Woo! Uh, she would also oh go to the God. bank and swap Mandanao's Franklins for some QE2s. Yeah! God, she's hip. First, she... She's so cool. First, she'd stop at Jamaica's. Oh, good. Yes. Uh, that's, that's, where, that's where she's picked up all this... Slang, all this street slang. chat. Ah, this patois, <laughs> they say. Oh no. Chris Ooh. had too many cobwebs on the brain to discuss currency exchanges, mysterious attacks, and potential drownings without coffee. And this morning, she wasn't up to making it herself. Besides, it was still early. She doubted Alan Mack would be at the station yet, and the bank definitely wasn't open. But Jamaica's place had lights in the window, and Chris could smell delicious on the air as soon as she stepped foot on the street. 
It's the only real response, isn't it? Snort of disgust. Inside, the owner once again stood behind the counter. As a businesswoman, Chris understood that often the only way to make a profit was to do everything yourself. What was Jamaica's voice? Obi. Lovely. All right. The usual. Jamaica asked, tilting a cup back and forth like she was shaking mm. dice. Chris nodded, liking that she already had a usual. She's only been there once. I was just going to say that, yeah. <laughs> yes, can I have the usual, please? One coffee. <laughs> um, Chris nodded, liking that she already had a usual. I'm a coffee-holic, Chris said. Comes from a lot of very early mornings at the computer. This is grim. Oh, I hate Chris more and more. Uh, you an early riser? Jamaica asked as she filled the cup. Yeah, I like to get ahead before I even go into work. My favorite time is before the sun's up. Fucking hell. Name. Jesus! <laughs> We're nearly two pages in. Chris accepted the coffee paying for it with the last of her pounds. Can you point but me to the... Yes, right. <laughs> Can you point me at the closest bank? Uh, uh, point, just pick her up and point with her. <laughs> One block up and another 2D left. Can't uh. miss it. Thanks. Did you want to join me? Going to the bank? She's, She's running a business, <laughs> Kristen! She's a short, small business owner! Sorry, no, that's my bad. Chris lifted her cup. She means with a coffee. Oh, okay. Jamaica glanced around. Locals occupied over half the tables, along with tourists and a few Chris couldn't place in either camp. I'd best not. The help shouldn't be seen just sitting around. The help? Oh my God! Oh, bloody... Uh, uh, this is just. This is. Are you? Are you? I like her. Like, yeah. like Chris is like she's. She's a business owner. The only way to do it is to be hard nosed and do everything yourself, and don't even take a pay pack in. Oh no, I'm just to help. This is. How much worse can this get? Well, she's gonna. Johnny, she's gonna follow up on. Tone deaf can it get? You're not exactly the help I've always thought Do as I say and not as I do Is baloney I'd have to agree We're all baffled We're all all looking around Seeing who else has figured out what's going on (laughs) None of us have She's reached the point now Where she's just taking phrases She's taking phrases and just shoving them in Where they have no business Ramming them right in Oh this God. is how people talk. Jamaica smiled. The tentative friendship they'd begun the first time they'd met, deepening. Then Chris remembered that their last meeting had ended abruptly when she'd questioned Jamaica about Liam. The woman had behaved strangely. Although around here, everyone did. Chris wouldn't hold it against her. I went to the Klansman for dinner last night, Chris said, hoping to keep the conversation alive. The woman's working. 
mocks like she's seven years old as well. <laughs> Yanking on Jamaica's sleeve. I had I had <laughs> Cajun I had Cajun salmon and um it was I, I didn't think they'd have Cajun in Scotland, but they do. Oh my god. Oh, it making me really sad. Well, it's gonna make you more sad here for an entirely different oh, reason. Don't with that nice young man who be looking for you. Nope. 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 Uh this is awful. 2017, you know this is rare, not 1976. Lawrence, I, I I know this was kind of my idea. Mm-hmm. Like, can we just call this podcast quits? Uh, <laughs> like, no, just... no. My 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 partner has insisted that if she had to listen to this entire book being read out by me, then the world does. <laughs> the world must suffer as she does. Was was, was her exact words. Uh... With that nice young man who be looking for you, Chris uh... jerked and slopped hot coffee all over the edge of her cup, hissing. She put it down, then mopped her fingers with the napkins Jamaica tossed her way. A woman came around the countertop, snatching Chris's hand, peering... Oh, sorry. The woman came around the countertop, snatching Chris's hand, peering close. Come on, she said, and tugged Chris into the back room. I have some ointment. Oh, dear. Who's this? Jamaica. Jamaica. Oh, They've just God. described it as the woman because I think Laurie Handlin was sick of writing Jamaica out. Uh-huh. The area was a tumble of files and invoices covering a desk with an open laptop on it. Several bags of coffee lay scattered around in various stages of being packed into boxes. I started a website, Jamaica explained. Now I can ship my coffee anywhere in D-World. That's how websites work. She was really quite the businesswoman. She started a website. So she's she's That's a big thing for a woman to do. She's imagine fucking Jamaica on Dragon's Den. Like, yeah, my coffee's all right. But the big thing is, get this. I've got a website. And they're all like five uh, percent equity, I'll give you 17 million, 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 million. I can understand having a cafe in Drum the Drocket. But her business model now is getting coffee all the way to Drum the Drocket, only to ship it back out again. Yes. Yeah. It doesn't grow in Drum the Drocket. She has to get it to Drum the Drocket. That's very presumptuous, Eddie. So why is she single-handedly then shipping it from Drum the Drocket? Eddie, I For the Benjamins. Sorry, the Franklins. For the Franklins, The Chewy Twos. <laughs> For the Franklins. Oh, I hate this so much. She was really quite the businesswoman. Chris was impressed. Oh, she fucking was. (laughs) Wow, you've got an office. (laughs) Jamaica shoved her into a chair. Oh. (gasps) Is this a sex scene? Chris landed on a bag. (gasps) And the plastic went oof. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? Coffee being spilled onto the floor. Both she and Jamaica exclaimed, Shite. No, it's just coffee. (laughs) At the exact same time. And then they laughed. Why is there no wank 
were the material? <laughs> what is happening? No, they just shout shite. That's how Scottish people have sex, Rach. I have that on good authority. It's it's flirting. <laughs> I don't care for this. Um, both she and Jamaica exclaimed shite at the exact same time. And then they laughed. It's a good word, Chris said. I like it, Jamaica said, smoothing a light green gel onto Chris's thumb and the meaty part of her hand just below it. The slight sting immediately disappeared. You should sell that on the internet, Chris said. What is it? Oh. Oh, no. Oh, Oh, no. uh... Oh. Oh no. Oh, oh Lawrence. Hey, right. no, I just want to say that the words of Laurie Handland in no way represent the views of anyone on this podcast, maybe Johnny, but probably not even him. Oh fuck. <laughs> said what is it? Magic, Jamaica intoned, and then waggled her fingers over Chris's hands. <sighs> Ooga booga! No, no, oh uh, my god. No, no, no. No. It's not great. Oh, it's oh. absolutely not okay. Just because no one can see what's actually everyone in in unison grabbed their own face. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh. Oh, fuck me. All right. Ooh, I think yep. the less said about it, the better. Yeah. But I am going to repeat it, it to get but, back through it. Oh god. Ooga yeah. booga. All better now. Chris snorted at that very racist joke written by a white woman in in literally the last decade. (laughs) Really? What is it? She lifted her hand and sniffed. The gel had no scent. Secret recipe from my great-grandmama in Kingston. Chris lifted a brow. If I told you what it was, I'd have to kill you. (laughs) Chris, has the, has the mood dropped somewhat after Rugabuga? <laughs> oh, so much! You have no idea how much. Uh, okay. <laughs> we might get through some now. <laughs> if I told you what it was, I'd have to kill you. <laughs> Chris almost said that she'd need to get in line, but Chris really didn't want to have that conversation. However, there was one she did want to have. Can I just... I'm going to repeat this, right, with, with making note of the punctuation. Chris almost said that she'd need to get in line, full stop, but Chris really didn't want to have that conversation, full stop. However, there was one that she did want to have. Is she making up for the lack of punctuation at the beginning? I think so. I think there's a quota and it doesn't matter where you put it, but as long as you get it in somewhere. Apparently. (laughs) Remember when this podcast was meant to be funny? It's gone a bit sad. And not just analyzing racism. Racism and punctuation. <laughs> All the hot topics. However, there was one conversation that Chris did want to have. What nice young man. Jamaica peered into Chris's face and then at her burn. And then into her eyes again. You don't know him. Chris spread her hands. Hard to say since I have no idea who him is. American bout... Jamaica lifted her hand to indicate a height near six foot. Not heavy, not thin, brown hair. Streaked. He wore a cap 
Jamaica narrowed her eyes as if looking into the past. Boston Red Sox. Dougal did say the sky was from the East Coast. Jamaica started. Dougal. Dougal Scott. Chris nodded. How you know? <gasps> how you know that man? I went to his museum and Ugh. out for drinks and dinner at the Klansman. He's her baby daddy. <laughs> You're dating it's... him. Jamaica did not appear to approve. Just Ooh. friends. Chris had a bad feeling. Why? Are you dating him? Jamaica laughed. That would not happen. Oh, oh this is fucking boring. Oh, God. So bad. It's so bad. You don't think he's attractive? Those light eyes and dark hair? He's got great hands. And his legs aren't so bad either. If he's so wonderful, why don't you want him? Why indeed? Chris didn't plan to elaborate on that. Instead, she prevaricated. She was getting pretty good at that. I won't be here long enough to get involved. I'm not going to start something I can't finish. Jamaica's lips curved. Uh, I bet he finished pretty quick. Uh, this surprised a laugh out of Chris. What? Go on, Johnny. What is happening <laughs> in this book? No one knows, Johnny. It's a total mystery. This surprised a laugh out of Chris. You don't like him? The other woman, Jamaica, shrugged and didn't comment. There was something else going on here, and Chris really wanted to know what. She liked Dougal. She planned to spend more time with him, unless there was a good reason she shouldn't. She kept her gaze steady on Jamaica, waiting. And eventually Jamaica gave in. He's new to Drumnadrocket, but he to inks we should he should just be accepted, just like he's been here since the Kingdom of Depicts. People in Drumnadrocket, they take a little time to warm up to outsiders. They like the tourist, fine. But to really be from here, you must be here more than a minute. What is what? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, have you had a stroke? She she's basically like, he's not. You know, he's he's not lived here forever, but he acts like he has. Yeah. What a bitch. Yes. I thought his family lived in the village. His grandpapa. She waved a hand as if shooting a lazy fly. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> pew, pew. Don't mean nothing. You must be accepted on your own for who you are and not who you came from. Okay, Chris said. Sounded like a good policy to her. He just pushy. Thinks he's special. He don't like it. I'm accepted and he's not. Gets a little angry about it. Me, I, to ink, he should just chill. Uh, what did Chris's lips do, guys? Quirked. Nope. Quivered. No. Nope. What did you say, Johnny? Twitched. Johnny's right. Point for Johnny. <gasps> Chris's lips twitched at the hip comment uttered in an accent as old as these hills but her but her amusement died at the idea of Dougal being angry over something so silly uh, she, she'd known people who got worked up over things they couldn't control 
over-imagined slights and foolish desires. They were usually prime candidates for snapping and doing something violent. Uh-oh, she thought, remembering that last night someone had. The last night she'd been with Dougal, watched him drive away towards Drumna Drocket. Then very soon after she'd been attacked. He wouldn't have been able to double back that fast, would he? And why bother when he could have killed her anywhere on the road to the clansman and tossed her in the loch? I do not like this. Concerned, tightened Jamaica's lips and creased her brow. I won't go out with him again. That's not what I meant. Dougal is harmless. What I do not like is a stranger asking for you by name. Here, dare. She lifted both arms and tossed her hands outward. Apparently everywhere. Chris had to say she wasn't a fan of that news either. Did you tell him where I lived? He did not ask. What did he ask? Unease filtered over Jamaica's face and Chris felt cold all over again. If you were happy. Why did Chris find that more sinister than if he'd asked directions to her front porch? Is it her dad? <gasps> is it her dad? Uh... Is, it, is it Papa Daniels? Chris hung around, finishing one cup of coffee and then another while she assured Jamaica that she'd be careful out there. You tell Alan Mack about this weird happy man, or I will. <laughs> this weird happy man. Happy man's all one word as well. It's hyphenated. Happy man. This weird happy man. Oh. All right, Chris agreed. But what would she say? Some guy whose name she didn't know, who was of average weight and maybe six feet tall with brown hair and a bow socks cap, was asking about her. Big whoop. <laughs> Since Alan Mack already thought she'd invented one imaginary man, she didn't relish him thinking she dreamed up another. Sure, she could have him talk to Jamaica and Dougal for that matter, but what had the guy done? Asked if she was happy. Sure, it was freaky, but it wasn't a crime. Chris decided to keep the info to herself. She needed the constable to take last night's attack seriously. Well, I'm sure he fucking would. He resulted. Uh, Christ There have been two other murders In the yeah, yeah. Recent, Like it's uh. <laughs> Added to the This has really augmented The palaver uh, It could very well Be a lead to whoever had killed that poor girl Chris had found Near the lock And the other one too Stopping at the bank Chris exchanged Mandenauer's Money for currency she could use, and then moved on to the police station. What a useless sentence. And then she went to the bank, and she changed her money, and now she had money. <laughs> anyway, after that, she went to the police station. Alan Mack stood out front. She might not have recognised him dressed in street clothes, a jacket, slacks, and a white shirt, if not for the orange hair. Must be his day off. <laughs> Everyone's just letting me read. There's no, there's no commentary. That... She went to the bank and she changed her money, and then she went to the police station and she saw. Hey, how could she not recognise him? She's like, oh, he's got different clothes on. That must be a different person. She's got face blindness. Uh... She's like a toddler. <laughs> yeah. 
It just feels like yeah. there's no object permanence with this one. It feels like there's no commentary that any of us could make that would make this sound no. any stupider than it already fucking is. Well, that's oh, going to make a it. very shit podcast. I we know! We wanted I, to sit and read and finish. I know, but I'm, Mate, we're, we're all going to sit and finish eventually when we get to the Nessie fucking. <laughs> when will that be? Maybe oh, very man. soon. No, it won't. You keep lying to me. Uh, I'm a tease. You should all know that by now. Uh, behavior. Must be his day off. If chief constables had such a thing, they do. Yes. Chris would have hurried over, except he was already talking to someone. Uh, oh, we need a new voice for woman. A woman? A woman. A woman with that's a voice. All, that's all we've got is woman. I know, woman. I don't like it either, Eddie. Give me a number between one and 20. Someone. Rachel has been very good. You can pick. 12. 12. French. <laughs> I don't know who picked that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she was walking him from work last night, the woman said in her shrill, frightened voice. She was walking him <laughs> from work last uh. night. <laughs> 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 The woman no. said from her comfy chair, apparently. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go back to the original one because that hurts. <laughs> from Dremlet Rocket to our place is not so far. She's whooped a hundred times and now she's good. <laughs> I can you found another strange girl drowned just like the first one. What's Alan Mack's voice? I, I got all mixed up there thinking, why would a French woman say Ken? But then remember the character. <laughs> <laughs> Alan Mack glanced around, saw Chris, who waved and winced. That's not to be bandied a boot, Janet. You know that. <laughs> I don't care about the damn tourists. I want my daughter, said to the McCoys. She what? told her. <laughs> What? Sorry, sorry, what? I don't, what? I don't Your care. Your Highland accent is so thick, madam. I don't care about the damn tourists. I want my daughter. Said is in the coys. What? <laughs> Shall I read it without the accent? Yep. I don't care about the damn tourists. I want my daughter. So do the McCoys. Oh, okay, okay. She tilted her head, her silver-flecked dark hair sliding across the shoulder of her fair isle sweater. The Brodies maybe knew that Kelsey of theirs was a real handful, but I'm sure they'd be happy to know where she has got to, even if it is dragged to the bottom of the loch. Jesus Christ. Ooh. This woman sucks. She wasn't dragged to the bottom of the loch, Alan said. And how do you know that, Ellen Mack? The woman set her fists on her ample hips. We have five girls missing. An icy finger traced Chris's neck. This was the first she'd heard of anyone go missing. Of course, Alan Mack appeared to operate on the less is less theory of police work. He also seems to be quite happy to discuss the details of a case in public outside the police station. <laughs> so that's really good. 
Less information wow. from everyone meant less trouble for him. I want Zedloch searched. Janet put her finger in Alan's face. She had to reach up quite a bit to do it, since Alan Mack towered over her by at least a foot. She didn't seem to care. She'd probably known him since he ran a boot in diapers. <laughs> oh, fuck off, Lordy. You know we canny, he said. Wilney, she corrected. She's too big and too deep. <laughs> Where's she, yes? <laughs> So you'll just wait for the bodies to appear? You know as well as I, Janet, that the lock never gives up its dead. The lock, she asked, or the monster? She put her nose in the air and walked away with more dignity than Chris would have been able to muster if her daughter was missing. Chris quickly took the space that Janet had vacated. Why does the lock never give up its dead? Alan Max sighed. He seemed tired already, and it wasn't even 9am. Well, yeah, yeah, he's just woken up. (laughs) It's bloody day off! (laughs) This is the worst chapter! The cold and the peat make everything sink like a stone. The water temperature means the bodies don't bloat and don't come back up. He shook his head. If anyone was to ever get a camera down there, it'd be a regular boneyard, no mistake. The disturbing image of dozens of skeletons dancing in an underwater ballroom filled Chris's head. Where the hell had that come from? I would love to know, Laurie. Because it's certainly not from the preceding chapter. No, we're just going to... So numb, we're just going to say, yeah, that's what Chris does. (laughs) How many people does she think have died in the lock? Clearly hundreds. Thousands. Yeah, but I mean, a lot of people must have died in the lock. If the lock never gives up its dead, how do you explain the body I stumbled over yesterday? Never might be a wee bit of an exaggeration, Alan Mack allowed. Sometimes the bodies get caught on logs or rocks. They might be held close enough to the surface, then they drift in. Or someone could find them and not want to be involved, so they leave them on the shore for a wandering writer woman to trip over. Chris lifted her brows at the last. But she did have a point. Sorry, but he did have a point. Weird things happen, and around here, they seem to happen. A lot. You never told me girls were missing. Why would I? Did ye take them? Hmm? Oh, he's got her. He's got her. <laughs> Bang the rights. That's good police work, that. Chris didn't bother to answer. I found a body. A second body, she clarified, in case he'd forgotten. And now I hear there are five girls missing? Shouldn't you call... Chris was going to say, the FBI. That's how it's italicised. Which FBI? The 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 FBI. (laughs) The FBI. Are you calling an FBI? No, mate. I'm calling... (laughs) You are are specifying Uh, which FBI... (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, Johnny, it's the FBI. <laughs> then remembered where she was. Scotland Yard? You mean the Scotland Yard? <laughs> Scotland Yard! <laughs> uh, what are got- QE2s for? <laughs> We've got no proof any of those didn't just leave on their own. Sorry? <laughs> I, I need I I'm gonna do my uh, my single 
Mac Day Mercy scream into a pillow very quickly. <laughs> Just to refresh myself. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Where was I? Jesus. We've got no proof any of those didn't just leave on their own. No proof either that the dead girls were killed. People drown in the Loch Ness all the time. The Loch Ness. <laughs> <laughs> the Loch Ness. Wait, was that a Lawrence or a lorry edition? Oh, who's buzzing in? Oh. It's, 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 a, it's a lorry. It's a lorry. It's a Lawrence. You guys uh, are terrible uh, this. You son of a bitch. All the time, Chris repeated. Seriously? I, the world is composed of fools. The world. Eddie, let it die. No. <laughs> she couldn't argue with him there. She was one. They, <laughs> they fall either out of a boat, he continued, or into the drink. Well, that'd be the same. What? They fall either out of a boat or into the drink. Yeah, that's the same thing. It's the same Mac. thing. Unless, like, they fall out of a boat, boat on land Ugh. and just roll uncontrollably into the lock. <laughs> no wonder there's no fucking police work going on. Jesus! They, they either fall out of a boat, he continued, nor into the drink. Within minutes of that temperature, the whole body shuts down. You're done for. Mm. <laughs> I have a hard time believing that all these women fell out of boats. Well, yes. Stranger things have happened, Alan Mack muttered. He is the... Worst goddamn policeman. <laughs> Imagine him um, calling a fucking press conference for the families of these missing girls. Uh, yes, <laughs> our working suspicion is they all fell out of boats. Possibly the same boat, I'm not sure. But uh, <laughs> definitely some kind of water vessel. <laughs> oh my god. Stranger things have happened, Alan Mack muttered. And what might those be? He shook his head as if shaking off memories of those stranger things, then rubbed a hand over his face, presumably his own. Wait, well, wait. I made it. Was that was that you adding that in? Yes, clearly, clearly. I can't tell anymore. Is there something I can help you with? Chris stared at him for several seconds, but his stoic cop mode was back. The tired man she glimpsed, the one who might have told her something worth hearing, was gone. I was attacked last night. When you say attacked, he began. Knocked over the head and dragged to the loch. Skepticism <laughs> filtered into the constable's expression, and Chris lifted her hair away from her temple. See? His gaze narrowed on the goose egg. Then shifted back to hers. I, I assume that's like American for bruise. Uh, a yeah. goose egg? You got a goose egg on your head? You got a bullet in your bubble goose? Oh, I've what? heard of that. Mac 10? A little. His gaze narrowed on the goose egg and then shifted back to hers. <laughs> Eddie still likes the joke, so I'm still going to do it. <laughs> I do. Eddie's like the baby in a Teletubby. He's like in the sun, like, again! <laughs> Good description. Yeah. <laughs> Yay! Oh fucking hell! Again, oh. again, again! Oh, no, the goose egg. 
<laughs> he likes it. Look. <laughs> when when something works, Rach, it works. <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix it, Rach. That's what comedy is. <laughs> Let me tell you, Delboy falls through a bar. Funniest <laughs> shit I've ever seen. The funniest moment in all of British comedy. That's comedy, love. Lawrence says in an exaggerated way. It's the funniest <laughs> moment in all of podcast history. He says a word right, but he says the before it, and I lost my shit every time. <laughs> I literally shit my pants. I'm telling you this for nothing. The funniest me nappy. <laughs> I shit, uh, piss, and came all at the same time. Oh no. His gaze narrowed on the goose egg, then shifted back to hers. You better come inside and give me a statement. Temporal break. You saw no one? Alan Mack frowned at the sheet of paper on which he'd been taking notes as she asked, and she, as he asked, and she answered questions. Heard nothing? Until I came up, oh, sorry, until I came to and Liam Grant was there. The constable looked up and his frown deepened. Who? Chris decided not to mention that Liam was her imaginary friend. There was only so much she could take, <coughs> and she'd taken it. He said his name was Liam Grant. He just hadn't said it last night. I didn't know a Liam among the grants of Drumna Drocket. Although, oh, for God's sake, ten minutes. <laughs> so much left. Uh... Although, his gaze drifted past her shoulders and upwards. There are some with that name indoors. Dougal had said the same thing. Perhaps Chris needed to take a trip to Dawes. If she could discover Liam Grant living in an apartment, working a job, doing something normal, out in the world where people other than her could see him, she'd feel a hell of a lot better. What time was this? Chris considered. She and Dougal had gone to dinner. Then they'd watched the sun set near the lock, talked a while and driven back. A little after nine o'clock. That fits, Alan Mack murmured. What fits? He glanced at her as if he'd forgotten that she was there. And his lips pursed in annoyance. At himself or at Chris, he wasn't really sure. Oh, sorry. She wasn't really sure and didn't really care. Carrie went missing shortly afterwards, he said. You shouldn't be saying that. You're a terrible policeman. (laughs) Bad police work. Really, really very bad. You think whoever conked me and was interrupted trotted down the road and found her? He spread his... (laughs) He spread his big, hard hands. (laughs) Oh, God! Uh. As I said, it fits. Oh. The theory, not his, not his hands. I bet it does. Yay, yay. Oh, Johnny, Johnny's in full pickup mode. Okay. Look at him go. Johnny's feeling amorous. Oh. Always. Guilt flickered, but Chris shoved it resolutely away. She wasn't at fault here. Whoever was snatching women and drowning them was. That person should feel guilty. Although he or she wouldn't, because people who did such things didn't feel. The two you found dead. It it now sounds like something that you're just making up on the spot. 
and this can't actually be a novel that you're subjecting There hasn't even us. been a book in my hands the whole time. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Like, there's no way that somebody could have written that. Like that. Imagine I had just done that. This book's been blank the entire time. <laughs> that is an absolute experiment that you've been really, really cruel. It's really cruel. <laughs> Unfortunately, Mooncurse meets the bare minimum standard of being a book uh, in that there are words in it. So, uh, okay. Because people who did such things didn't feel. The two you found dead, Chris began, and Alan Mack cast her a quick glance. Do you know who they were? He lowered his gaze to hers. Not yet. Not local, then? No. What's your next step? Chris asked. Alan Mack had removed his jacket, sat at the desk in his shirt sleeves. Understandable. In sharp contrast to the nip in the air outside, inside was stuffy and hot. (laughs) He leaned forward, placing his elbows on the desk and his head in his hands. Wouldn't this be weird if this was... (laughs) (laughs) Just like that. If this was the sex scene, it would be very strange. I don't know. The sleeve on his left arm pulled up. Oh, please tell me it's not the sex scene. We'll find out. A black line encircled his bicep. It appeared to begin, or perhaps end, much thicker than it ended. Or oh perhaps began. And did not resemble any of the tattoos she'd seen encircling biceps in the States. Usually those had thorns, stars, feathers. His was just a line. Of course, she wasn't in the States. And Alan Mack wasn't an American. She had... <laughs> hard, to, uh, hard to get your head around, but uh, it do be true. She had no idea what was common in Scotland. Perhaps such a line indicated membership in whatever military service they had here. She very nearly asked him, but Alan Max straightened and his shirt slid back into place. We'll search, he said. We have searched after every disappearance, but you haven't found. He shook his head. You've seen the terrain around the loch, right? Some, Chris agreed. She really needed to see more, but not right now. There were going to be constables all over the bloody place. Mountains, forests, villages, roads. It's a searcher's worst nightmare. With five potential bodies, Chris began, then paused. What? Alan Mack asked. Five have been reported. I'm thinking since you know about them that they're local. Alan Mack nodded. But you weren't looking for the dead girls because you didn't know. I'm not following. Me neither. Me <laughs> You have five locals missing and two dead strangers. What about tourists? Students? Hikers? It could take weeks for people to figure out they've gone missing and where. What if your victims were missing but you just didn't know it yet? Alan Mack groaned. You're just a ray of sunshine, aren't you now? Chris shrugged. Truth was truth, and she couldn't help but say it. On the bright side, she continued, I can't see how that many bodies would be hidden regardless of the terrain. I doubt anyone's been hiding anything, he muttered. Fuck me. Oh my god. You think they're all in the lock, don't you? Alan Mack's eyes met hers, and he nodded. You are a terrible policeman. 
That is after that. There wasn't much left to do. <laughs> there's more. There's more. What is happening? Pages upon pages more, Johnny. Reams of the stuff. After that, there wasn't much left to do. Alan Mack said he'd be in touch. Chris said he knew where to find her. He strode off, barking names, and officers scurried towards him as if a five-star general, or whatever an equivalent rank in the Highlands, had summoned them. Definitely military, Chris muttered. The underlings practically saluted him. Alan Mack seemed capable. So why then were there so many missing? Why did he seem to not have a clue as to the culprit? And how many more would disappear before this was through? Chris made... Oh. Well, maybe after this we'll discuss who we think the culprit is. Chris made one more stop before she returned to the Lockside Cottage. Unfortunately, Dougal wasn't in. We need another voice. Oh. John Tony, give me a number between 1 and 19. 2. 2. That is such a shame to waste that one. Okay, we're going for the Queen of the Spiders. Ah, oh, god damn it. So it's a good one, um, but she's only got a few lines here. Uh, Chris made one more stop before she returned to the Lockside Cottage. Unfortunately, Dougal wasn't in. He's after... The young girl left in charge of the front door, scowled mightily as she tried to remember. Belgium. What? (laughs) Why would he go to Belgium? Maybe it was Bordeaux. She cocked her red head. Bolivia? (laughs) Somewhere that starts with a B. She's killed him in Nixon's shop. (laughs) Terrific. Again, I ask. (laughs) What, Balmoral? <laughs> he's gone to Balloch Club. He's just up the road. Fucking intense. Oh, he's gone to Birmingham. <laughs> there we go. I've done all the, all the places that begin with B in the world, Eddie. We've done them now. And he's gone to Beaufort Castle. Brixton, in it. Brixton. I reckon. I reckon, Eddie, mate. He probably gone to Brixton, in it. <laughs> Man's taking a road oh, to Brixton. Man's, <laughs> man's come to get some papers from Brixton. Broad man yeah. blazing a trail to Brixton, innit? Why have I done this? <laughs> Back to the ends. God. What? <laughs> He's off to Belgium, innit? Man's gone hard start to Belgium. <laughs> man's gone to Burgundy, bruv. Oh. Man's in oh. Bruges and Ting. <laughs> I'm living up in Brussels, boy. Yes, yes. Ah. <laughs> ba, 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 main. Wow. Man, man's gone to Brapsley Village, innit? Taking <laughs> <laughs> a jump to Bolivia, bruv. <laughs> oh. Wow. That's the sort of energy I wanted, Eddie. Well done. Is it out your system, though? Good. Ah, psh, no chicken shop in Burundi, boy. <laughs> You haven't, you've had too many Milky Ways. Eddie has had too many Milky Ways. That's it. Three oranges. My man's a sweetie king, innit? No, you ain't Milky Way, Teaser. You don't give a fuck. That is the Milky Way. <laughs> the listeners uh, can't see, but Rich and I are both pointing at you and stopping you. <laughs> You're not stopping nothing, bruv. Fuck it. Uh, 
Suck your mum. Racist, isn't it? Racist. Suck your mum. Please continue. Gonna get striped up, you two. Uh, Gonna get strapped. What? <laughs> Rach is getting very authoritarian. It's 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 just <laughs> it's just an Eddie and I, Rach, are on bigger things. <laughs> we can't help that we're from you're, the no, ends. You're you're not Death Street. Street. Allow it, allow it, blood. Will you just allow it? <laughs> Why will you not allow it? I, w- I hate it. Walk one with that, Rach. Walk uh, one with that. Uh, <laughs> now. If you could shut your sketch mouth for one second, then... (laughs) (laughs) Yes, verily, she is but a sketch, bruv. Yes, yes. Oh... What the fuck was happening? Like, I... That was being assassinated. Second wind. Man's on a second wing ting, innit? No, he's not. Let's get off it. Can't ask a man to get off a ting. Man on a ting or man not on a ting. Can't get off one yeah. on a ting. Well, man, on bigger tings. man can't come down from bigger tings. It's not a ting merry-go-round, innit? <laughs> <laughs> this ain't some game, little girl. This is real life. This is life on the streets. <laughs> All right, everyone, shut your mouth and we'll proceed. <clears throat> yeah. Well, that was a lovely aside. Thank you, Eddie. I enjoyed that. Very good. <laughs> we'll start from that bit again, because I've completely lost where you were. Sorry. Chris made one more stop before she returned to the Lockside Cottage. Unfortunately, Dougal wasn't in. He's off to... The girl left in charge of the front door scowled mightily as she tried to remember. Belgium, in it. Fuck off. Why would he go to Belgium? <laughs> Maybe it was Bordeaux. She cocked her red head. Bolivia. Somewhere that starts with a B. Terrific. I ask again, why? Ah, the girl waved her hand. He travels all over the world because... Because... Roadman. Rach. <laughs> Rach! Thin ice, Rach. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie and I'll go back to it. We'll waste the entire <laughs> Zoom session. <laughs> We will do another 40 minutes of Roadman. The girl waved her eight hands. He travels all over the world. Because I thought you said you knew him. The girl put her hands atop the plaid that draped her hips. I do. Well, if that's the case, then you'd know he goes on a few of these trips a year. Got to buy bric-a-brac. The like for the gift shop. He doesn't go on a fucking international <laughs> trip to buy yeah, gift I... shop stock. He brings his <laughs> inventory home in a suitcase. To buy gift shop stock for a shop in fucking Loch Ness, which sells two <laughs> items, <laughs> both of them Nessie themed. I'm going to go to Birmingham, Alabama to get some Nessie shit. <laughs> <laughs> they got all the best oh, Nessie shit in Bordeaux. It makes, no, it makes no sense. That's the dumbest shit in this book. Oh, 
Oh, they love Nessie in Budapest. Well, if that's the case, you know he goes on these trips a few times a year. Got to buy bric-a-brac and the like for the little gift shop. Isn't the shop so full of Scottish gifts? Fair enough. Fair enough, Laurie. Fuck me. There we go. Here you go, Chris. Well done. Not all of them are made in Scotland, you can. Chris shook her head and the girl leaned over, lowering her voice. China. <laughs> so why has he gone to... <laughs> hey, well, we, we only know he went somewhere that begins with B, so it could be Beijing. Oh, God. But it's not going to be either. The gifts are made in China. Most of the plastic in the toys. You think anyone in this country would make inflatable Nessies for a competitive price? No, mate. No, I wouldn't. You can't get you can't get can't get inflatable Nessies for love no money from British no, based companies. Love. No, 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 no. What are you looking oh. for there, mate? What are you looking for there? You want to go to China for that, mate? <laughs> get, a first, get a first flight out to Beijing. And then, yeah, I'll, I'll hook you up. I've got contacts over there. Does inflatable Nessies, 50p a pop. You buy in bulk, you'll draw the price even lower. So, uh... what? What? <laughs> just fill your carry on with them. Fine, inflatable Nessie's made in the UK. Mugs game, mate. Mugs game. Oh. You, want oh. the, you, want no. you want the Chinese Nessie's, mate. <laughs> We've not had British made inflatable Nessie's in Fetcher, son. She sort of that. Pull the arse out of the Nessie economy, she did. <laughs> she pops that industry. Not till it was privatised by Thatcher. I know that steel if is I, the glamorous if one. If I, had a, if I had a white flag, I would be fucking waving it. Hey, good boys. Good boys lost their livelihood that day. Good boys lost their livelihood. You could have a career in the inflatable Nessie game. Man, my old, my old man, my old man, his old man before him, inflatable Nessie salesman they were. <laughs> All the way to the moon. This town was built on inflatable novelty Nessies. <laughs> oh my God. Hands Big like. as you like they were. You can ride around on them. It was uh, a <laughs> thing of beauty to see when the when the local inflatable Nessie parade <laughs> happened on the water. But, uh, no, uh, no more. Oh uh, my God. <laughs> Thanks to Fascia. <laughs> yes, Johnny. What's up? We're doing a bit, Johnny. Johnny. This is comedy. <laughs> you're, you're technically heckling us now. Oh, well, like, we do not com- appreciate like, it. Obviously, I wouldn't understand what comedy is, so just Why move on and read it. <laughs> Rach is being very good and sitting quietly and weeping by herself. <laughs> <laughs> She's, She's so tired. <laughs> Why? Oh, Why? Right. Most of plastic and toys. You think anyone in this country would make inflatable Nessies for a competitive price? Probably not, mate, no. He also likes to offer wines of the world in the restaurant, she continued. What? He also wines likes of the world? Wines of the world in the restaurant. Go fucking opens, mate. Because <laughs> uh, famously, you can only buy British wine in the UK. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it just goes through duty free. That's all the wine. <laughs> Uh, it's cheaper this way. It's worth the plane ticket. Fucking hell. Of course, you don't get British wine anymore, do you? Not after Thatcher. 
Oh, she put the cork in that one. My gran, my gran from the day she was born was crushing grapes with her bare feet. We need to cut them off and sell them for rent. He also likes to offer wines of the world in the restaurant, she continued. He'd never serve anything he hadn't tried himself. When will he be back? Chris asked. Before the weekend. We're too busy for him not to be in. Okay, thanks. Chris found odd that Dougal hadn't told her he was leaving for Belgium or Bordeaux, maybe Bolivia, or maybe Brixton. <laughs> then again, they were friends. <coughs> the kiss and their shed. Rach, please be professional. <laughs> Stop interrupting, Rach! <laughs> The kiss and their shared lack of belief in this unbelievable monster aside, they had barely gotten past the acquaintance stage. Why should he tell her? She returned to Lockside Cottage. Several law enforcement officers stared dispiritedly at the trampled down mud and grass near the lock. Good luck with that, Chris muttered and headed inside. Had her attacker known... There would be a bus arriving with the dawn. The footprints of the tourists obliterating any and all evidence seemed far-fetched. But what didn't these days? That a bus would arrive. It's not that far-fetched. <laughs> a bus of tourists on the shores of Loch Ness. I'll tell you what is far-fetched. The idea of the bus arriving on time. Fuck off! No! no. no. i tell you. Just keep, read, just keep reading, motherfucker. Just keep reading. Before Thatcher. Before Thatcher, <laughs> maybe. No! You heard me. Keep reading, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, reading the bus timetable. Oh, That's right. That. Back, back when they used to mean something, when didn't just come when they won. Hey, Margaret Thatcher privatised the buses. She tore the arse out of this community. She keeps the fuck reading. Good bus boys lost their livelihood that day. It's a bleeding outrage. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, 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 okay. For real. For real. We've got this. We've got this, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Several law enforcement officers stared dispiritedly at the trampled down mud and grass near the lock, blah, 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 blah. Um, seemed far-fetched, but what didn't these days? <coughs> Perhaps the arse remaining in a community. <laughs> Once in the front door, Chris paused. <laughs> Eddie, please. <laughs> <laughs> what a nuisance that Mackenzie is. Yeah, he's gone. Once the front uh. <laughs> Once in the front door, Chris paused. Something wasn't right. She scanned the room. Everything appeared to be where she thought she'd left it. Maybe this wasn't her house. Had that lamp been so near the edge of the table? Had she neglected to close the cabinet over the sink? Or was it one of those that popped open by itself? The doors to both her bedroom and the bath were flung wide. No one in there that she could see. Of course, why would she see them? Anyone in her cottage when she wasn't would not want to be seen. Um, sorry? Anyone wow. in her cottage when she wasn't would not want to be seen. Okay. Right. Sure. Now that we've returned to the book, nothing makes sense anymore. Yeah, I feel like we should just do a bit. I think that's better. Yeah, I it was all flowing really smoothly before. It was. We had we had the <laughs> oh, the symbiosis, the sort of all mental, the, the mind meld. Oh, I love an ask me. And now we've gone back to the actual book. Yeah, it feels sad again, doesn't it? I don't like it. Uh, oh, well, let's finish it off. Let's tear the arse out of this book. Out. <laughs> um... Chris slid out with the door. She'd fling it open, call the police. They'd come running and take care of everything. If there was anything to take care of. 
And if there wasn't, <clears throat> the idea of those officers looking at her with the same expression that had been on Alan Mack's face when he believed she'd imagined the man in Urquhart Castle had her rethinking her plan. Death or embarrassment. Maybe she could compromise. Chris opened the outer door just in case she wasn't crazy and she did need to shout for help. And then she marched to her room, peered in the closet and under the bed with a side trip to the bathroom where she peeked behind the shower curtain. She felt very foolish when she found nothing, although not half as foolish as if she... Mm, mm, mm. Although not half as foolish. I can't. I, I'm, I, no. uh, punishment, you're having a stroke now. <laughs> Mate, I would have done if there was any sex in this chapter. <laughs> <laughs> she felt very foolish when she found nothing, although not half as foolish as she'd have felt if she, she'd had the constables in there doing the same thing. Yeah. Chris shut the door, then sat on the couch. She had to admit, she was spooked. But maybe that was okay. Better to be overcautious than floating in the bottom of the loch. Chris glanced at the computer, and then she clapped her hands over her mouth to keep from shrieking. That's the end of chapter oh. 11. Oh, ending, oh. On a, ending on a cliffhanger after all the excitement. Can't believe Fucking me luck. Hell. Right. Well, that was very good. I think we all really enjoyed that. Um, let's come to Johnny first. He seems the happiest. Johnny, my Johnny, my very own Johnny. What did you make of that chapter? Potentially the best chapter of any novel that I've ever heard or read. And you've got an English lit degree as well, so that really means something. I know, right? He's, yeah. he's got what? An English lit degree. Yeah, best. Yeah, best. Just move on. Okay. Do you want to give it a rating out of 10? <laughs> 10. Oh, I feel God. like Johnny's not taking this seriously anymore. And it's a shame that um, he's ripping the arse out of such a, an otherwise good podcast. <laughs> I'm, not mean, I'm not meaning to. I'm not meaning to. That was just a particularly bad chapter. It was and we've very set the bad. bar. We've set the bar so low. <clears throat> we? In terms of like... Laurie. Laurie has set the bar so low. All right. That, Do you want like, to give me, I, give me your favourite okay. bit then? We'll rush through it quick. Like, how do I do it? How do, what, what do I pick? Like, the horrible racism? <laughs> that could, that's Let's... probably a contender for worst bit, unless you're a bastard. Let's <laughs> say that's my favourite and worst bit. Okay, well, that's Johnny's bit done then. Okay. Um, uh, Rachel Leonard. Hello. Uh, you're about as done as Johnny. What was uh, your take on the chapter then? It was long and it was dry and it was rubbish. Um, it's like how I fuck. It, it went it went round in circles. Is that just still? like how I fuck? Yep. Great. Um, Provide yeah, maximum was... stimulation with a circle. 
Please stop doing that with your <laughs> finger. <laughs> I should point out, Rachel and I are in different rooms, so <laughs> it's a visual action she wants me to stop. Um, they want the whole thing to stop. Uh, um, allow it. No, I've got consent. <laughs> Thanks very much. So, um, yeah, terrible, terribly written, terrible, terrible characterization. Um, worst bit was obviously like the horrible racism mm-hmm. and the total do- tone deaf writings of Laurie. Uh, the best bit was when it ended, which I probably say for every chapter. Um, I don't think there was any. I don't think there was any redeeming feature. Maybe like the mystery of oh, who's the the, the guy that asked is she happy? So oh, like she's fed us a little thing there. Oh, let's just cling on to that since there's hmm. fuck all else. Kind of, I guess. Um, what about then? What do you reckon? Who's the who's the guy following her? I think it's her dad. You think it's her dad? dad? Did he not abandon them? So <clears throat> he I think, did. Yeah, I think it's. I'm going to say it's her dad. Anyone Daddy else got Daddy. theories? Johnny, what's your theory? I'm going to say that it's actually Liam, and it's going to be a Game of Thrones situation. In what way? In what way? Uh, because Liam is actually her dad, and she just didn't know. Oh, okay. It seems time. less likely. I've got to say, Johnny, Eddie, any ideas? Well, uh, because they didn't mention uh, like him being older, I think it might be more like a brother. Interesting. Because yes, they, they did didn't mention say, the brother as well. Yeah, and they didn't say an old guy was looking for you, like a dad-aged guy. It was like, oh, there's a boy looking for you. Do you think <gasps> it's a child and she was so dumb she didn't realise she gave birth? <laughs> <laughs> What about the um, the the murderer of Doctor? Who do you reckon the murderer of Doctor is? Alan Mack. Alan Mack. Okay. Okay. Eddie. Um, one of the as yet undiscovered characters. Now that would be really just turn up. That would be really, really, really shit writing to do that. But given the source material we're working from, you might not be wrong. <laughs> Johnny, any ideas? I'm going to say that it's Johnny from the bar. Okay. Oh. Um, because then it just it was like, oh, oh my God. The guy from the bar was the murderer okay. the whole time. Seems like a kind of like Hollyoaks sort of like Yeah, I, th- of- I think you're about on the right level for Laurie Handland there. I, I will yeah. confirm nor deny any of these suspicions. Uh, let's. Uh, I'm think- right, I'm la- We'll find out, Johnny. <laughs> let's head to. Sweet! Oh, did I not get, did I not get a rating? No. I thought you did. No. Oh, okay, sorry. Give us oh, a rating. Look at that man trundling all over me. Right. Uh... <laughs> I'd say two. Not that you fucking care, but two. Cool. Eddie, would you think? Oh, right. Hang on, hang on, hang on a fucking second here. No, 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 no. You're going to get sick of hosting. Well, Just because you're done with it. <laughs> Eddie, what was your best bit? Let's start with that, because that's not what Rach asked. Uh, yes, well, very nice of you to ask, Rach. Um, I will kick every one of you. I'll, I'll do this damn <laughs> podcast by myself and I will increase the quality tenfold. Uh-huh. It's true. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, um, 
uh, it was too much of nothing at all. Yes. Uh, another one of those word count chapters, but we have said that for the past three of them, so maybe that's just how she writes. And then she went to the bank, and then she went to the police station, and she had a coffee as well. It was the usual coffee she normally gets. And she hurt her hand a bit, but it was fine. There was a special ointment. (laughs) Eddie, uh, your favourite part? Yes, well, my favourite part was when the plastic went, oof! Okay, (laughs) Okay, that's a good good (laughs) bit. And your least favourite part, if you would. Everything else. Everything else that happened in Jamaica Blues Cafe. Yes, that was all particularly shit. That was just... Especially the very racist sound effect. Laurie Handler figured out the one thing you like best about the book, the funny sound effects, and somehow turned it against you. (laughs) What a bitch. If you would give me a rating out of 10, Eddie... Four. Jesus Christ, that's pretty high. I mean, it had plastic going oof. So fair enough. Can't argue with very, that. Very and all that Thatcher stuff was yeah, quite that, good. That was good. That was all in there. They were all, telling me to shut up, stuff, but that was actually all written in the book. So. When, when you were trying to read out I the, know. ripping the ass out of the community part of the book. Just making my job these, difficult, these two. These Neanderthals. <laughs> Okay, then. I think uh, we've got a minute and 40 seconds left on this Zoom call, so we will uh, wish all our 18 organic listeners a hearty goodbye. From me, Lawrence, goodbye. And Rach, the angriest woman in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. And Eddie, the happiest boy in the world. (laughs) Goodbye, free-range listeners. (laughs) (laughs) And Johnny, the biggest fan of Shrek in the world. (laughs) Say goodbye, Johnny. Goodbye, of course, goodbye. I love you all. There we go, that's fine. Kristen Daniels had quite a big day. She bought some coffee, then witnessed race hate. Change of Franklin's too, some lovely QE2s. Join us next time to find out. If anything's ever going to actually happen in this fucking book. I don't know what the opposite of a boner is, but that's what I've got from this book. A Johnny. A Johnny. Did you just say a Johnny? Thank you. Right, fine. (laughs) It's all the arse out of this community. Bloody fetch you! Bloody fetch you! <laughs>